previously on Live at 605. Finally finishes. I say, I'm here to pick up a cake and give her the business, the ticket, all that stuff. She brings it out. Give her the business? I, I meant to say this. sex her up? I meant to say give her the ticket or whatever. Yeah, you did. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Amazing. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. This is the very first episode of 2021 of Live at 605. How's the year treating you so far? So far, so good. (laughs) It's been what, two days? (laughs) Two days and nothing horrible has happened yet. Well, we haven't even left the house, I feel like, so that's a good good sign. But yeah, this is season 20, episode 6, so we're at the halfway mark of the whole season. What did we say yesterday? It's like, the year started with waffles, so it has to be good. John made some breakfast waffles. You were craving waffles yesterday, so we ended up making waffles, but we barely had enough syrup to get us past it, but it was okay. It was very good, and then... Today we got a special pizza for lunch. We Blondies. got got you new coffee grinds. Pilot. <laughs> 2021's pretty awesome so far. What yeah. can I say? So, do you want to give out all your contact information? Because we have <laughs> what? That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, I was going to say. So uh, this week we're obviously doing the best of 2020, and so you'll want to check out. Um, my Instagram, it's valgomez23 for Instagram and Twitter, which still has some of the artwork and like stories on there. Yeah, did you post the new artwork that we post that we have up today? It'll be on my feed. Okay, okay. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malencamp on both of those. And we have updates about s- certain social medias, but we can't talk about it till next week. Well, Do you I was tease about to say, what? we could talk about it because it's one of my best ofs. Yeah, we can talk about that later, but I want to wait to give like all the stats and oh, stuff till okay. next week. So we can talk about the moment, but maybe not okay. about what happened. But just if you want to tease people uh, a little bit so that they come back next week to hear about it. Yeah, I'll tease it when my best of. Okay, okay. So uh, this week is all, like you said, it's the best of 2020. So we're going to count down our favorite albums, songs, TV shows. Usually we would do movies and concerts, but we saw like two movies this year and like yeah. one concert. <laughs> so we're not going to, we're going to leave those out. But then you, you came up with two other uh, categories you wanted to do instead. Exactly. Uh, so do you want to get into this thing? Let's do it. So the only one thing I want to do before we get into each one is before each category, I want to tell you what your number one was for that previous year. Okay. So if we're doing, number one, if we're doing top 10 albums, I want to tell you what your number one album was and you tell me if you still think that's your number one album or not. Okay. So does that sound good? Sounds good. Do you want to start with albums? Yeah, let's go into it. These are the best albums of 2020. It's the best albums of 2020, you What do you think your number one album was last year? Can you remember? Uh, Vampire uh, Weekend. Uh, let's see. That is right. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's oh, not. Oh, no, it wasn't. It's local it, Natives. Local Natives, because that was front to back. And I feel like, um, whatchamacallit, Vampire Weekend, that album was outstanding. Um, what you're gonna call it? Because it had, I'm just trying to look, it had sympathy on it. It yeah. had like a ton of stuff that were yeah. related to our wedding. Yeah. Um, whatchamacallit, Father, Father of the Bride, right? Was yeah, the yeah, album. Yeah. 
outstanding album, Sunflower, Sympathy, etc. There's so many great songs. However, Local Natives, front to back, was a seamless listen. So you're still, you still wouldn't reverse that? You're still happy with that as your number one? Let me put it out there. I'm a little shocked. I thought it was Father of the Bride was number one. So. You know what the reason is? It's And I, I tried to do it with my current 2020 list as well. Yeah. I always try and pick an album that, like, to me, Vampire Weekend is the commercial album. Like, do you know what I yeah, mean? It's it's the-, it's the more trendy one. Whereas I feel like local natives wouldn't have gotten as much airplay. Right. So it's a seamless listen for those um people who want to hear it out. It's like indie rock, kind of alternative, slower-ish, but synthy. Right. Kind of fun. Yeah, Father of the Bride was number two for me as well. And Work by Holy Ghost was number one. Do you see who that is right there? Is that John Hamm? That's Christopher from Sopranos. Oh, yeah. He's in their <laughs> music video. So. <laughs> he looks old. Yeah, I think that's still, just looking at my list, that still holds up as my number one album from last year. So. All right. Well, let's go into it for this year then. So this, this year, did you just do like, here's my favorite albums and here's number one, like no particular order? No. So I think one of the things we should preface before going into best albums is that, you know, much like most listeners, what the hell did you do in 2020? Right. And we've always said in previous episodes, you know, we obviously couldn't go to concerts. You know, movies weren't a thing for us this year. But, you know, one of the cool things that happened probably from about March, mm. April onwards, a lot of great music came out. Right. And so, you know, because we didn't have other things to focus on, like concerts, yeah. movies, I actually got to pay more attention to my list right. for like my top 10 list. And so this year, I actually ranked them in terms of, yes, my top 10, ten down to my favorite album. And that, I have reasons for all of them. Okay. And I don't think you've done that before. No. So I'm glad you put in the homework this Thank year. Thank you. Every, do you want to do your top 10 albums first then? I don't know. Should we go? Yeah, I, I can. Or do you want to go 10 for 10, nine, like count it down that way? Well. Or do you want to do your list? I don't know. We, usually what we do is I think. I would do my list, and then you would say if it was on there or not. So why, why don't we start with, because you actually did a top 10. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start with your top 10, then I'll tell you if I have them in there as well, and we'll just go from there. So, okay, so here are my best of albums 2020. So number 10 is Yukon Blonde's Vindicator. Yeah, I have that on mine as well. And so the reason being, again, this is a seamless album, mm-hmm. start to start to end. Right. And I think what I love about it so much, Yukon, hold on, pause. So Yukon Blonde, your number 10 album? Yeah, so Yukon Blonde is, and I just realized this, uh, is a Canadian indie rock band from Kelowna, BC, okay. which is awesome. I have, uh, they're the only Canadian band on here. Um, oh, yeah, I think same with me. What you might call, but they've been out for like 15 years. Yeah. However, this album, I think one of the things I love about it is I don't think they dropped a lot of singles before they released their album. I think only, but well, we don't listen to the radio or watch, like there's no much music MTV anymore. Yeah. So it's like, how would you know? I only knew about them just by like going on the internet and stuff. And I saw, oh, they have a new album and I kind of gave it a listen from there. I think whatever their first single was, was big on like Indie 88.9, whatever that yeah. radio station is. But yeah. So they released the album in like mid-November and one of the songs off there, It's What You Are, yeah. to me sounded like a song that we would have listened to like three years ago. So mm. it, it seemed to be like produced from the future. Kind yeah. of, do you know what I mean? Like I was like, oh my God, how is this not a song? Um, well, to they're me, they, a really awesome band. Yeah, they, they sound like a mix of Tame Impala and Arkells. Totally. Like kind of a bit more out there Tame Impala, but with like choruses and hooks like Arkells and, and stuff like that. So I also had them 
on my list, but they were in at number eight. So right around your spot, you had them at number 10. I had them at number eight, only because maybe they're a bit of a, a newer album that I haven't listened to all year long. But I think it's one of those ones we've listened to it quite a few times making dinner, and I've listened to it on the exercise bike. So they're kind of good for all occasions. <laughs> the exercise bike. The air bike. Oh, boy. It does the same thing. Okay. So that was number eight for me and number 10 for you. Number nine on yes. my best of albums 2020 list is an Australian band. They're slightly electronica, crazy Motown, um, all over the place rock, yeah. is The Avalanches, Ooh. which is uh, with the album We Will Always Love You. Yeah. So The Avalanches are a weird band because they've been <laughs> out since like the late 90s. Well, I think that, yeah, they've been out since the late 90s, but they only have like three albums. Like they basically put out an album in like, 2000. And then they didn't put out another album for like 13 years. Yeah, which is outstanding though. Yeah. And so I think one of the things, so if you've listened, so like if you're in like our age group, so like mid 30s, I would say the song that you would remember by the Avalanches was called Frontier Frontier Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. And it was kind of a bizarre mashup where you, you, if the music video is like you took a bunch of acid and then watch like a mariachi band two turtle doves ghosts ghosts, old men like all laughing on stage and it was like frontier psychiatrist yeah it's very strange however their subsequent albums are not as trippy but they sample a lot of a lot of different genres of music and so i remember passing the second last album to alistair and being like you gotta listen to it and so on this album, they have a lot of like more Motown inspired, I would say like 60s Empire sounds on it. Well, it's pretty raw. I, I can just, I think sometimes we play snippets yeah. of stuff. So this is a song off the new album called The Divine with MGMT, yeah. the Divine Chord. So it sounds like. So it's definitely like a mix of Motown and samples and stuff like that. So I actually, yeah, it said their first album came out in uh, 2000. Mm-hmm. Their next album came out 2016, so 16 years in between. Which, you know what? I'm good for it. They dropped this one right before Christmas. Yeah. And it was like the best birthday Christmas present. Yeah, I, I agree. It's also on my list. It's actually just under Yukon Blonde as well. So it comes in at number, number seven for me. So it's number nine for you, number seven for me. And yeah, I think people, if you like... Motown, you like dance, you like some pop, you like... I also like them too because they have everyone from MGMT to rappers like Denzel Curry, Jamie XX. Yeah. Uh, just all kinds of people. Uh, so it's a really, really cool album for like kind of everyone to listen to if you like genre-bending music. So I agree, that's on my top 10 for sure. I think I think you and I have all the same With albums. The except of- well, one or two, I yeah. think. So I'm curious to see what that one or two is, so... So number eight on my best albums of 2020 mm-hmm. is Run the Jewels, Ooh, RTJ4. RTJ4. Wow, they're lower for me on my list. I have them in that number four on my list, so, Run the Jewels 4. I think what I love about our list is that one, and it, it speaks to the way John and I just love all types of music. It yeah. is genre crossing. For sure. Between like indie folk, indie rock, you know. Rap. Rap, hip hop, electronica. Yeah. And again, we say like a lot of really great albums came out this year. Taylor yeah. Swift, Future Islands, Heinz, yes. Sam Roberts, Group Love, The Killers. And I don't think did any of those, those didn't make any of our lists, I don't think. None of them made our list. Even this morning, I yeah. realized on Apple Music, Ryan Adams dropped a new wow. album and I didn't have that on my list. So Run the Jewels, RTJ4. Four. Obviously, like, Run the Jewels is one of my, like, top three, top four hip-hop bands, rap bands. Mm -hmm. 
that I just love, right? We saw their concert two years ago. Yeah, they were my number number one concert two years ago. At the Danforth Music Hall, and it fucking slayed. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Um, We watched them at Austin City Limits in the pandemic. Yeah, that was really fun. It was really fun. But this fourth uh, studio album is outstanding, Yeah. right? Yeah, the album, when did it come out? It came out mid-June, or early June, rather. So the album was actually supposed to come out in February or March because they were supposed to uh, be at Coachella and do all this stuff. But then, just like most bands, they delayed, a lot of bands delayed their albums this year because of COVID-19. So I've been waiting for this album for a long, long time. And when it came out, the one thing I love about Run the Jewels is for the first week or so, they make their album completely free for download Mm -hmm. on their website. So you don't, like, they never... Obviously, it's, you can buy it and stream and all this stuff, but I love that they put out every single other, one of their albums for free. And so obviously, I downloaded it for free, but since then, you've gotten it for me for Christmas on vinyl. So I, totally. I absolutely love the album. I love Killer Mike and um, LP, and I just think they make like really smart lyrics mixed with awesome beats, and I love all the guests. They have people like everyone from Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age. To 2 Chains, to Pharrell. Yeah, to the Zach De La Rocha yeah. from, uh, what's that band? Uh, Raging's Machine. Rage. Yep. So yeah, I love this album. Number four for me though. So I definitely have it higher. I think as much as you love the band, I probably love them a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my favorite one. I still think RTJ3 Three is probably is awesome. my favorite al- yeah. album by them. But anything they do is going to be awesome. So it's number four on my list. And which one was on your list again? What number? That they were number eight. Eight. Okay. So So number seven on my best of album is none other than frontman for Wilco, Jeff Tweedy, Love Is King. Right. So you didn't have this actually on your. um, No, I didn't have them on my list. This is the one uh, album I think we didn't share. So I, I should I tell you which album I put on then that you don't have on or. No, not yet. Okay. So the reason being is that it's the same philosophy or framework I used to pick my best of albums. This album, when it dropped in, when did it drop? Uh, It just says 2020. I think October, probably. Um, October 2020. When you told me that Jeff Tweedy dropped um, a new album, one, we both faithfully love Wilco. Yeah. Jeff Tweedy's previous solo albums, I do, I can get behind it, but he has this way of making the best autumn music. Right. Right? And from front to back, this album was just perfect for, like, the mood, the climate. The lyrics are always really awesome. I love a good indie rock folk kind of inspired. It just, it completely matched where I was in terms of mood. And so, obviously, the, um, whatchamacallit, the... First single off that album, Love Is King, is really, really great. Okay. However, the song that I love on here the most is, one second, one second, one second, is called Guess Again. Um, and the reason being is because it like kind of tiptoes around right. like becoming a Wilco song, but it still holds true to just him. And it kind of bleeds into uh, Ryan Adams kind of send sound okay guess again do you have that in your top do you yes. want to play okay so we'll you play it later i'll play on. it later okay uh so what number was that on your so album that list? was number doo, 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 seven okay what else is on there so the next one is a top artist of 2020 new artist i would say of 2020 unless she just got um airplay this year which is on both of our lists yeah is jesse Ware. Ooh, yeah jesse Ware. she i actually have her at number nine which i kind of regret i think i should have put her down more 
But yeah, Jessie Ware, I don't know. I've never heard of her until this year. Do you so, have some info on her? Yeah, so Jessie Ware is an English singer-songwriter and podcaster. Really? What? Interesting. Um, and so her debut studio album... Um, what you recall, it was called Devotion. When did that come out? Does it say a while ago? Okay. Um, so I guess she's she's literally our age. Oh wow. Um, she's married. She kind of spans like pop, rhythm and blues, soul, sounds like us. disco, etc. So we absolutely love most of the shit she does. But her new album for 2020 called What's Your Pleasure? Yeah, feels like the album that's always should have been out there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It kind of has this amazing like. Um, I'm trying to think, what the fuck was that name of the band that we saw at the Horseshoe? Escorts. Escorts. It sounds like the lead singer of Escorts, but in a cooler way for some reason. I don't know. It more does... mainstream, I guess. Yeah, more mainstream. She looks kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just to me, it's a perfect mix of like disco, dance, pop music. And uh-huh. you know me, like I... You live for I, it. I love disco music. I think you don't like it obviously as much as I do, but uh-huh. when... These songs definitely range towards disco to full-blown pop music. And I think, I, again, I think I just saw a review of her album on Pitchfork yeah. one day or something. I gave it a list. I'm like, oh, this album's fantastic. So I have it. Yeah, it came out earlier this year. I have it number nine on my list. I think I listened to it a lot and then I didn't listen to it. But then I think we recently re-listened to it. I'm like, oh, this album is, again, every song is really good. Like overall, as a full album. You can listen to it from Front start to back. To back. So one of the things, though, for Christmas was I was trying to actually find you this album right. on vinyl. And between Amazon, uh, what you recall it? Where the fuck did I go? Uh, uh, what's that record place called? Oh, my God. Why can't I think of it? I was going to call it Soundcheck. I was going to call it Urban Barn. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell is oh that Oh, my place? God. It's got an orange bag with blue writing. Now that people are people in Toronto are yelling at us that they know. Sound that, Academy? No. no. That, I, we can look it up. I think we can figure it out together. Sounds so, like... I know the... Sonic ba- Boom. Sonic Boom. There Fuck you go. Fuck me. Okay, yeah. Literally was on the phone with Sonic Boom for like a month straight being like, when are you going to order this album in? Because I thought... For you for Christmas, it would be like the number one or one of yeah, the number one albums definitely. you'd want. Love it. Love that um, album. And again, like John and I don't compare our best of list. So I'm I'm riding blind for Christmas for you. Yeah, of course. In, in terms of like, what are you name dropping to say your favorite albums are for vinyl? Um, but this was sold out. It was actually on back order for really? the longest time. So I think, you know, Pitchfork also put it up there as yeah. one of their best of. So I think, you know, the world just wanted a lot of Jesse Ware. Yeah, and I read this article. There's all these, um, I'm a bit of a tangent, but I realized one album that I listened to a lot when it came out, then I didn't, and I think we re-listened to it again, which I regret's not on my list. Which one? Is Dua Lipa's new album. Oh. Which I think Dua Lipa is the ultra mainstream version of Jesse Ware. Yeah. To me, it's the same album, but Dua Lipa's bigger, more mainstream. Totally. But hers is also uh, disco dance music. But what I was reading was, all this great dance music came out this year with nowhere to go dancing. So oh! it's like Jesse Ware, Dua Lipa, whoever else. I mean, whatever other pop album, like clubs or songs you would listen to in the bars or the clubs. Like it would be so much fun to go to whatever club we yeah. would go to, the boat or whatever it is, and to hear like Dua Lipa's Physical or Levitate yeah. or any of those songs, right? Because she was on SNL and I think that's when we re listened to Dua Lipa. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, all these great dance songs that just came out that like you couldn't listen to other than in your house, which kind of sucks. <laughs> Until we have our basement dance party with me and you. Yeah. We did, John and I did have a kitchen dance party where we re listened to like. Was that? No, it was just where I was like, oh, let's listen to oh, songs it, it, produced it, it, by the Neptunes. Neptunes. Yeah. And so John and I had like a full on dance party in the kitchen. Yeah. But to your point, this is shit we'd go listen to at like 
It the would, boat, stones, mod that, club, the, Vatican, the Drake, the Drake etc. Underground. So, so that's number nine on my list. And for you, you have it listed at number six. I think I already regret that. So next year we'll come back and we'll see how I feel. But I think yeah. okay, so that's six for you. What else do you have? Okay, so number five on my best of albums 2020 is the Chain Gang of 1974, Honeymoon Drips. So this is the first time we match. So I also yeah. have Honeymoon Drips as my number five Ooh. album of the year. So can I just say one thing? I feel like my top, my other than number one, which we'll get to, I think we share the same number one, Mm. two through five to me was really tough because I feel like I could have interplaced them and like honeymoon drips easily could have been number two. Yeah. I think for the whole list, two through nine, you could move around. Although number one, for sure, I would not move from my list, but I feel like honeymoon drips I fought with. Again, I have run the jewels at number four. I think overall, I like Mm -hmm. RTJ four more than honeymoon drips. Because I feel like RTJ4, you can listen to it all day long. Like, it's fun. It's got times, like, if you're upset, this and that. Whereas Honeymoon Drips or Chain Gang in 1974, I describe them. Actually, it's just him. It's, yeah, it's one, one guy. guy. I describe him as St. Lucia, but, like, moodier. Yeah. A bit more moody. So it's the same idea as St. Lucia, but St. Lucia will give you Elevate. Where the closest thing Chain Gang gives you to Elevate is, um, fuck, what's that one? Sleepwalking. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I was going to say, so Chain Gang, if you guys haven't listened to it, they're like an indie electronica kind of synth pop yeah. style, similar to St. Lucia. They've been out since like, or he's been out since yeah. like 2007. Yeah. Um, this album, again, it sounds like an album you think has already existed. Yeah. Like the music should have been in his catalog already. Um, yeah. But it's like front to back again, like outstanding. I think one of the things that I love about it so much is exactly that. It's moodier. Yeah. So it is like... You want to dance to it, yeah, but you, you also just want to take it in. Well, you can, you can dance to it, but then if you're listening to it with headphones and you're kind of listening to the lyrics and you're kind of like, yeah, in, in 2020 when there's a pandemic in 2021 still, mm-hmm. it's like this is kind of the perfect music for when you're alone in your house. But mm-hmm. also like if we have friends over, I would play it as well because it's still fun music. Totally. And so, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so it's his fifth album, mm-hmm. but like one of the songs I think like who... Like, obviously, there's, like, the title track, like, Honeymoon Drips, but yeah. one of my favorite songs on there is Do You Mind. Yeah, do you have that in your top songs, or do you want me to play a little bit of uh, Shane Gang? No, play it. Okay. Yeah, so this is uh, Do You Mind, a little snippet. Like, even just real quick, that drum almost sounds like uh, Elevate. Yeah. Oh, but here's some... So yeah, you can kind of hear it like it sound. It's a mix of saying like I would play that at a party that song. Hundred percent. But the lyrics are kind of sad, like uh, this and that, whatever. But uh, I was also gonna say what I liked about Chain Gang was throughout the year he was dropping. Base. I think it started in 2019. He would put out one song a month, and he just kept putting out a song here or there, which is great. But like, I think in 2020 2021 people just want singles whereas you and i still like albums Albums. so part of me liked that he would put out a new song every month but then i'm like i want the full album so by the time he put out this album he had i think maybe six or seven of these songs he had already put out which was i knew obviously i'd love those songs but i couldn't wait to hear other songs on the album that he hadn't put out yet and i was never never disappointed with him but he's one of those artists where each album I like more and more than the last one. So the album dropped actually in May, like right after yeah. your birthday. And I think what I love about it is, did we talk about the St. Catherine's house yet? 
we did that last, last week. week. Yeah. <laughs> like COVID brain. Or two weeks ago, I think. Last yeah, week was, last snow- week was yeah, my birthday. Two weeks ago, yeah. Um, what's your in call it? One of the things that I love is, it, to me, it was one of the songs of the summer because I remember mm. when we were at St. Catharines, it was like also on our like playlist to drive to St. Catharines and we would always listen to it poolside. Um, so that's another reason why I love it. So the only thing is, uh, I didn't put any of his songs on my top songs only because I felt like the album was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to play you my favorite song real quick by him, which was... From this album. Yeah, although... You Don't Love Me Anymore is really good, too. Yeah. But the, the new song that was on the album, I love, is Giving, Giving It, it up, up, which yeah. is... But again, if you're someone like us who loves St. Lucia, this is your kind of music, yeah. and it's it's great for all, all occasions. So I, I kind of regret not putting a single song on my top songs, but I think... I love the album so much, and we actually listened to the the record, the yeah. vinyl, two nights ago because I got it for you for Christmas. And the artwork is also like doesn't yeah. disappoint, which we are also huge suckers okay, for. Okay, so, so that was number five. Yeah, number five so for both of us. Here's where shit kind of goes completely different for you and I. Okay. So number four on my list, which is number ten on your list. Ooh. Right. Wow. Is Action Bronson's Only for Dolphins. So sometimes. <laughs> What what I love about you is sometimes. No, what I'm trying to think of how to. Sometimes you love me. <laughs> what I love about you is when you surprise me with the music that you end up absolutely loving. So, Why? So for example, someone like Kendrick Lamar is your favorite yes. rapper. Like, and that's understandable. He's everyone's favorite rapper. No. No, he he's not. Okay, sorry. Drake is like considered a more yeah, pop. Yeah, thank but you. But Kendrick is. And I like Kendrick before okay. Kendrick became famous. But what I'm saying like is like before I became Hollywood. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, a few years ago, we were listening to Mac Miller, and you're just like, oh, he's like my second favorite yeah, rapper 100%. out right now. Like, I love him, which is cool because he is, like Kendrick, he's different. He changes genres, and every album mm-hmm. sounds different. But then what I also love is you'll all of a sudden, like, you'll love Run the Jewels, yeah. which isn't for everyone. Like, I remember, I think one time we were telling Sean about it, and he downloaded, like, RTJ2, and he's like, I listened to him in my car. He's like, it was just too aggressive for me. <laughs> So I love, but then you'll also love people like Action Bronson, which I think it started with when I played you the, the was, but you, you tell me, like, yeah. I just love how the, the rap music you do love, like you obviously don't love stuff like Little Yachty or no. Little Pump or whatever, but you do love. If I love it, I love it hard, right? There's no like middle ground with yeah. me almost, but it was, it was exactly this. This was like two seasons ago or three now, yeah. probably when we were pre going to Arizona we were driving home on the Gardner and I remember distinctly passing the Jarvis exit yeah me too and you were like this song by Action Bronson is Mm -hmm. I want to use for our (laughs) Grand Canyon video and I'm like whatever but it was so cool yeah right and I distinctly remember that and then when we ended up going to the Grand Canyon driving through it and then you cut the video after it was like the perfect backdrop, right? Because we had like the Navajo dancers. Yeah. We had all of the scenery in like um, the like almost what you would call it Mad Maxi, mm-hmm. where we were driving like underground in the tunnels and stuff. And so it was just so badass. I can't remember what song it was called. Oh, it's called uh, Easy Rider. Easy Rider. And then there's there was that song. There's also the song Baby Blue with Chance yeah, the Rapper, which, which I, I like. got you into. And then. Yeah, he's someone, like, I also just love his personality, where he's mm-hmm. just, like, such a funny guy. Like, I'm still surprised you haven't watched his show, Fuck That's Delicious, because <laughs> you love him and you love food and his travel. But this album, Only for Dolphins, uh, again, to me, might be his best album, because I think Ooh. 
it's number 10 on my list, but from start to finish, there isn't a bad song no. on it. I think the only, th- you can tell everyone the one thing you don't like yeah. about that album. So to John's point, start to finish, this album's outstanding. So it dropped in late September right. of this year or last year, I guess. Now, and so you kind of teed off that album with me with a song called Latin Grammys. Yeah. And it's like the perfect, like, again, it, it sounds like raw Miami hip hop. If right. that sounds good, right? And it's it's got like all of these amazing undertones it, of other like it was genres our, in it. That was the song was the band of the week last week. Yeah, and then Mongolia was yeah. also outstanding in it as well. And then Goldeneye, like I actually love like all of them. Like I'm looking at all the names of the songs. Yeah, <laughs> they're just all seamless. But I think one of the things that I hate about the album, yeah. um, and this this takes it from a nine. You know, if they remove this for me. It would go from a 9.5 to a 10. Okay. So this album called Only for Dolphins, for whatever reason, Action Bronson, between each song, Mm -hmm. put sound effects of dolphins. I don't know why it bugs you so much. It's so creepy. Can you play it? Sure. Hold on one sec. So this is the start of the song Goldeneye, which we both love this song, but this is how it starts. Yeah. So end of the song, and I'm sure there's going to be some dolphin sound. Oh, there you go. You get no. the idea. So it just it makes me cringe because it takes me out of the song, and then I feel like I'm in a weird like SeaWorld tank. If they didn't have that, would it be in your top two albums? Or does that no, literally not? It wouldn't change. Okay, it. wouldn't change. Okay, so for me, number ten. Is only for dolphins. Great album, great artist. And for you, you had it number four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number the- four for me was Run the Jewels four. Okay. The next one for me is number three on my best of albums 2020 is Tame Impala, The Slow Rush. Okay. So Tame Impala, I have at number two, The Slow Ooh. Rush. I might as well tell you what my number three is because you don't okay. have it on your list. Number three is an album called Host by the band Cults. Cults is a indie... Uh, I'll just briefly talk Cults. We mm. can di- dive into yeah. Tame Impala's it's number three and two. Cults is like an indie rock guy-girl band where it's the, the girl singer and a guy kind of sings here and there. They're one of those bands where the first album came out 10 years ago and they were very big on Pitchfork and it was super indie. It almost sounded like an even more indie version of like She and Him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounded almost like 60s. Like it, it felt like they were used only recording equipment from the 1960s, like very stylized indie pop from that decade and era. And they put out a couple albums since then, which I liked songs, but not the full albums. But then this album came it's out. It's outstanding. It could have been on my list, yeah. but I would have to take off something else. No, that's fair. So I'm going to play just a quick song because I don't think, again, I didn't put out any of their songs on my best list because I love every song altogether but i think my favorite one might be trial so this is just a preview of what they sound like That's just like a, a preview. It's so good. But to me, from start to back, I think why it's so high on my list was it surprised me how much I liked the album. Because it's mm-hmm. one of those... Do you ever have bands where you love them, but then they put out a couple like mediocre albums, you just don't give them the time of day? Yeah. Not to say, and so just saying, like they're a really good band, but this album 
it's my fa- all all time favorite album by the band. So I suggest if you're looking for indie pop music that sounds like it's from the seven sixties, then give Cult's Host album a try. So number three for me was Tame Impala, The Slow Rush. Number two for you. Yeah, number two. And so I think um, we've obviously had Tame Impala as the band of the week before. It's an Australian musician, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, front man. This album dropped in February, February, and it was possibly the only concert we had tickets to at this point in the pandemic with Sean and Tesla. Yeah, supposed to be in June. It was definitely my most anticipated album of the year because I Mm -hmm. remember... He put out a couple singles in 2019. Yeah. No album. It was supposed to come out a couple years ago. And then I was just so looking forward to it. And then when it first hit, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, but then it's one of those albums that got even better and better with time. time. So I think it, to me, it lived up to my expectations because, mm-hmm. again, we loved their last album. Then there was like a five-year break. And I was just like <laughs> craving like his music so much. And then all the singles he had put out, all, like it's borderline just borderline patience. patience. It, it, it's just to me it's an unbelievable album that um mm-hmm. did not disappoint it lived up you know when he said like super high expectations it, yeah. re- it reminds me of when we saw mad max fury road yeah because the trailers were so good i'm like oh this is just gonna yeah like, weren't you watching that recently? yeah i was watching it yesterday yeah. <laughs> and so this one you know sometimes you can build stuff in your head so much like oh okay your ex- expectations are too high but this one surpassed what i was hoping for and so the one thing i would say is to john's point is like the two singles dropped like last year and yeah. so or two years ago, two years now, ago I go. now um and they were outstanding and i remember like having parties in real life when we were allowed to party yeah. and like those songs would play obviously the four of us were like super gung-ho for the concert this year um I would equally say one of the reasons why they weren't higher on my list is I haven't had the pleasure of seeing them perform because yeah. I have to close my eyes right. um, during the concert because it's all laser beams. But this is when you know this he has made a great album. Before the lockdown happened, Carl and Savannah, so my <laughs> 50-year-old brother right. and our 6-year-old niece came over and we played the slow rush yep. from front to back on HomePod. Yeah in the background and Carl was totally taken with the band. Mm. Right. And so he literally was like, send this to me. I haven't even heard of Tame Impala. Right. Savannah, a six year old literally danced through the whole album and was feeling it so hard. Um, so much so that Carl put it on at Christmas for her. So that's when, you know, Tame Impala is for everyone. Yeah. From six to 60, I think they, they make music for everyone. And, they're becoming such a big band now. They are headlining Coachella's and mm-hmm. and Oceagas and all that stuff. So yeah, we're supposed to. They uh, rescheduled the concert for October of 2021. Do you think we will actually be sitting no. at the Air Canada Center watching that concert? No, not at all. I'm hopeful. I'm going to say we will be in October. As, unless they have like a fucking dispensary of Moderna vaccines, no chance. <laughs> So that was number three for you. Yeah. So what's your number two album? So my number two album, which didn't make your list for best of albums oh, of 2020. Oh, yeah. Okay, we had two albums then. Yeah. So, yeah. Is Mac Miller Circles. Okay, so let me just... So I realize that we do have two albums. So because that's number two on your list, number six for me, you mm-hmm. don't have on your list, mm-hmm. and is the album Bebe <laughs> by Theopolis London. <laughs> and I'll just quickly talk about that so you can dive yeah. more into Mac Miller. Uh, Theopolis London is someone I've always enjoyed his music but not his albums he's kind of a singer songwriter rapper again he's kind of like all over the place but his new album bebe uh <laughs> was, like yeah, I, I do was had a couple songs were produced and features tame impala 
Some songs are straight up rap tunes. Some are like singing songs, mm-hmm. like like dance songs. Okay. And again, it was one of those albums that kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, I like Theopolis London, like a song here or there. And then I listened to him like, oh, this album's fire. And then I remember playing it for you and you, you liked it a I lot as well. So, um, yeah, I think, oh, I'll just play quickly one song. Uh, I think you might have one of his songs on your list, but you don't have this one. This is my favorite song. It's called Cuba. Yeah. And this is how you can kind of, it's a mix of dance and rap. So here's a. I don't even know what this dude looks like. I'll describe him later. So that just is a perfect showcase of it's a song. I love it. Childish Gambino used to do this a lot mm-hmm. where it's like you would sing and it'd be dance. But then I love when dance songs have a rap verse in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Dua Lipa's Levitating has a remix with the baby. Oh. And so I love any dance song that has one rap verse, which is what he does in that song. So anyways, the album is Bay Bay by Theopolis London. It's number six on my list. And so number two for you is Mac Miller's. How do you say that word? Circles. Po- circles, but what's that word? Post po- possum is? Yeah, post po- hummus. I can't say that. So anyway, obviously Mac Miller is one of those rappers that I really wish I got into before he, yeah. you know, overdosed and died. Yeah. So this album Circles was recorded in 2018, but released in early 2020. Well, he he had, his whole thing was he was supposed to have a trilogy of albums which was Circles Swimming Mm-hmm. And a third one. Yeah. So Swimming's what came out right before right he passed before. away, which is supposed to be... Outstanding. Which is outstanding. I think it's one of our top yeah. three albums. But it's supposed to be more rap. Mm-hmm. Circles is supposed to be more like sit, song, yeah. sing, singing. And then the third one, I forget, was supposed to be a different genre. So this one, yeah, was... Most of it was done and recorded. Yeah. And then they hired, I think it's John Byron, mm-hmm. who's a musical composer who actually produced uh, Late Registration for Kanye. And cool. he, he came in and kind of reworked all the instruments and his voice and all this stuff. So cool. I need to watch a documentary on that. Um, But I was going to say, one of the things I love about it is that, and to your point then, is Swimming, which was an outstanding album. This is not like a continuation of it. It feels like Mm. a riff on it. And so I think what I love about it is that, again, front to back, all of the songs are amazing. And they like tie into each other really well. So... Obviously, I love like the feature song Circles, yeah. which is outstanding. But the one that I really like on it, um, for whatever reason, I don't know why, just it spoke to me a lot, Sure, was Complicated. Do you want me to play yeah. some of it right now? Sure. So this is Complicated by Mac Miller. Oh, this, song's, this song sounds like old Kanye. That's why then. Very cool. I was going to say, one of the things I love about, um, I'm just going to throw a nod to our wedding. Sure. Obviously. So I was on a, um, we're actually recording this on our dear friend Ferris and Kate's birthday. Yes. Um, but I was on a Zoom call with Ferris. I think both of them have been on the podcast. I think you did a remote with Kate once years, Probably. years ago. Probably. Um, but I was on a birthday pod, or birthday podcast, <laughs> a birthday Zoom call right before we started recording with Maddie, uh, Ferris, Becca, and Christina, and we were talking about our wedding, for whatever reason, because Noel, DJ Noel, mm-hmm. DJed our wedding, and everybody said, like, you, like, kind of unequivocally. And what I said, too. 
He did an amazing job. I yes. think he did. And then I said the story of, I don't know if he played all the songs I wanted, but John made a point of telling me I blacked out on our wedding a bunch of times. Not that you blacked out. It's just you were more enjoying the social aspect where I got to enjoy the music. Again, yeah. the bride, you're busy all day long. People mm-hmm. are talking to you. No one wants to talk to the groom. So. But one of the things I did say was I was like, yeah, we got a lot of like really good shit in at our wedding that kind of spanned the genres. Yes. One song being Ladders. By yes. Mac Miller played at cocktail hour. It did. And it. I remember that distinctly. Um, so this album is fantastic. If you like what I love about Mac Miller or and I and again, I wish I saw him perform in yeah. general. Like, I don't know, like it, it feel kind of sad when I find artists I love and they're dead. Yeah. But um, what you're gonna call it is that there's so much amazing instrumentation mm. behind his stuff. And if you watch old videos on YouTube of him, they're actually authentic instruments. They're not synthesized, which I appreciate. Like there is an element of production, but it's pretty authentic, which I think is super cool. Well, do you want to have a piece of trivia? Do you Go. do you know what you were doing the night this album came out? Because I know what you were doing the night this what? album came out. Any guesses as to the date? Look at the date. Does it say what day it came out? Can you see it on there? Isn't January 17th. So do you know what you're doing the day of January 17th? I don't even know what I did yesterday, apparently. On January 17th, you were puking your brains out. Oh my god, I was! Because you had the uh, Norwalk virus. <laughs> yeah. I love Mac Miller. <laughs> I just remember you were puking your brains out. I'm like, oh shit, it's midnight. The new Mac Miller album's out. So I was like listening to it in bed as you were throwing up. I you yeah. saying that while I was at the toilet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that that's what you were doing when that album came out. Was so, sad. so you didn't get to enjoy it for a few days. No. Meh. So that brings us to our number one, which we both share the exact same number one album oh of the year. Oh boy. So you want to say it at the same time? Yeah. So the our best, best al- album, album of 2020, 2020 is Sure by, by Fleet Foxes. Foxes. We should have... We figured out yeah so yeah fleet foxes is the by far the number one album and by default our number one concert because totally. it's the only concert we saw this year so yeah and this short what i love about fleet foxes is they're one of those bands where i kind of remember what i was doing where i was in my life when each four of their albums came out but mm-hmm. i follow fleet foxes and the lead singer robin pecknold whatever his yeah. name is on instagram so i on, i loved his instagram because his stories was always him posting snippets of like songs like just here's just the guitar riff of one here's the Mm -hmm. drums of one and what i love is without warning he dropped the album he gave like two days notice Mm -hmm. to drop it on the um the fall equinox i guess and it was just out there like he didn't put it all albums now come out on fridays i think this was a tuesday he dropped it Mm -hmm. and i was just so excited Uh, same with run the jewels they actually dropped their album early but um again to me, probably their first album was yeah. my favorite album. But now, with only having this album for three months, I think it's easily could be my number one album by Fleet Foxes. And I think, you know, one of the things that we love about it, again, they dropped it on the Equinox, so like mid to late September. And what, again, perfect album for the weather. Perfect. Right? Like, he, this dude, Robin, he has a, like a really great skill of writing music that fits perfectly with the climate and the mood that you're in and so i think one of the things that we love was you know front to back he's such like a storyteller yeah and the songs are so perfect but then when john got me the concert tickets and we watched him perform in the church like on my birthday it ended up being like he it was just him yeah just him just him and his voice is so pure and dynamic but then he also, you know, he, I think he was playing a classical acoustic guitar and it, 
It was as if he could capture the entire essence of a song with full instrumentation just himself. Yeah. And I thought that that was so badass. Yeah, I love every single song. I've listened to this album front to back more than probably any other album mm-hmm. this year. Not just, most albums I'll listen to certain songs. This one I don't I don't skip a single song on this album. No. And so the other test I was going to say is we've done this before with like Arcade Cave Fire right. where it's like of their four like studio albums yeah. like put them like rank them mm-hmm. in that same complexity we have to ranking like Funeral, Neon yeah. Bible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera um suburbs it's one of those things for this one we actually did the ranking and you're you were you were toying between number one and number four i think it goes this album number one first album two second album is third then crack up is four but But they're all perfect they're all amazing so yeah i love this album i hope he he's also he's like kendrick lamar where he'll take like three four years even guster before he puts out another album which obviously means he's putting time and effort into it but i would love for him to put out or for them to put out an album every like two mm-hmm. years or something so i love this album mm-hmm. i already want more so those were our best albums of 2020 we think there's something for everyone in there one of the things you always do is do the wordpress yeah um so you can actually go back and like listen um to all the songs that we yeah. have on our list yeah um because you know there's something for everyone but you know we, we tried to give you full listens. Yeah, and I'll, I'll post the link in Facebook and Instagram, but just go to WordPress and search Live 605, and you'll see this year's list and last year's list. So do you want to get into maybe our top 10 TV shows yeah. of the year? Ooh, what you watching this year? This is the best TV shows of 2020 and beyond. So again, I think we probably share most of the same shows minus a couple of them. Uh, let me find mine. I keep accidentally throwing mine in the trash for some reason. So Why don't you look me... at my email? I deleted it i know i <laughs> it keeps getting deleted by accident it's right there I, I know but i just i find mine easier when i'm not uh you're that's how you read it easier mine is the way i had it in my email so i will tell you my list as soon as i open it back up here there we go we all have different ways of reading things and your way is right and my way is right <laughs> and i respect your way of doing it and you respect my way sometimes <laughs> So number 10 on my list is probably also the saddest TV show out there maybe this year. Mm-hmm. So number 10 is from the streaming service Apple TV Plus, which is a great streaming service. It's the show Defending Jacob. Ooh. Did Defending Jacob make your list? Yeah. So Defending Jacob on my list was number six. Really? So we, we um, I think we got a couple Apple products this year. And with that, we got a free one-year subscription to Apple TV Plus, which is awesome. They have great shows like Ted Lasso and some great music documentaries and this and that. But Defending Jacob was one of those ones where it's like we watched the trailer. It looked really cool, but it also looks sad. It basically stars one of the kids from It. Mm-hmm. And he gets convicted of murdering a kid in his high school. And his dad is uh, Chris Evans. Yep who plays like a lawyer or something and he's, he's very good in it. literally defending Jacob, his son. And it's just like, did the son do it? Did he not do it? We won't, we won't spoil any of these shows, but um, I really liked it. I thought all the acting was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was depressing as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I liked it enough to make it number 10 on my list. What about you? Number 10 on my list was uh, Fox's drama 911. Okay. So uh, do you have anything else you want to say about defending Jacob? No, I think one of the things, you know, to John's point for Apple TV Plus, we started watching, um, I think we watched that and then we watched the morning show. 
Uh, or I can't remember yeah, if it was vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were trying out like a lot of Apple TV Plus shows. And so even though the morning show didn't make our list, um, Defending Jacob to me was like, it was so good, but yeah. so depressing. I thought all of the acting was outstanding across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid might be the best part of yeah, it, to the be kid honest. Was really, and not that, I mean, we don't watch any of those superhero movies, so we don't really watch much Mm-mm. of Chris Evans, but it was nice to see him doing something, doing something different. different. Okay, so your number 10, you said, was... 911 with, um, whatchamacallit, Angela Bassett, Peter Krause. Uh, uh, the guy who looks oh, like George Jennifer Springer. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, I have 911 as my number eight show on Ooh. the list here. So I think it's just, it's like a popcorn blockbuster movie where it's just like every week you know it's going to be fun. Like there's yeah. big sets, big action. Uh, we like the characters now. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just... You love Buck. Love Buck, even though he, he started off as a jerk. But to me, it's like... You kind of know what you're getting with that show. And mm-hmm. yet they'll throw in more stuff like they'll throw in this person sick with this illness. This person mm-hmm. has a drinking has problem. a drinking problem. But I come back mainly just for the action. And I think it's they have good music. The characters are fun. I love Chimney. Yeah. And all this stuff. So it's, it's a fun show. It's a fun, fun show to watch. And that's all I got for, to say about that. Number nine on my list, you definitely don't have. No, I didn't and, even know you watched the show. It's like, when did you watch it? Yeah, well, it's one of, one of our shows, but it's the FXX show called Dave, mm-hmm. which stars Little Dicky, which is a comedian rapper. Okay. And the show, basically, he plays Little Dicky, so he plays a version of himself, but it's... Dave had maybe one of my top five episodes of the whole year, mm-hmm. where it's just like, it's a good mix of music, comedy, rap, all the things I love, and I think this show overall was better than i thought but then the finale of season one is one of the best half hours of tv i watched all year so wow yeah it's, that's huge yeah um i did not watch dave i didn't even know you watched dave yeah so. well again it's you go to bed an hour before i do so I, i'm not gonna watch dave with no, you because that's not, fair yeah so, so what, my number nine was usa network's animal kingdom right uh, uh correction it's actually tnt Oh, I just copied oh, wait. and pasted your Shit. what you had. So no, 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 wait. Sorry, you are correct. You, <laughs> USA. No, no, no. Sorry, my thing is incorrect. It yeah. is TNT. Okay. Um. So TNT Network's Animal Kingdom, which is based off the Australian film yes. Animal Kingdom. So one of the things I could disclaimer this whole best of, uh, twenty twenty TV shows is. This year was a combination of, I think, what I equate to as comfort food in terms of like John and I always try and watch or rewatch series we watched prior as like something we know what's going to happen. And then we're like obviously trying new series. But because we're in a pandemic, we also want things that are a bit longer kind of things. We're not watching. We don't watch a lot of television, I would say, but we watch like the same series. Like we don't. Sometimes I wouldn't mind doing this, but we just don't, we won't watch five episodes of a show in a row. The most we'll do is two episodes and then we don't do it. So some people will watch a whole series in a weekend, but we We stretch it out. So Animal Kingdom to me, it started rough for me, but got better. And it's basically the Australian film is about four brothers and this like overbearing manipulative mother. Mm -hmm. And they're all kind of, um, they're they're all like petty criminals. Like they pull heists and jobs, they rob banks and they, Yeah, they do heists. And so one of the things I said to you was, I loved all the brothers. Like, there's a brother from Southland. There's a brother from Felicity. Mm. Some of the other brothers, I think, is in Vikings and, like, whatnot. The youngest kid, I don't know. But the thing that I didn't like about it was I didn't feel like the mom, who was, like, the main villain, 
What's her face? Uh, yeah, not Gloria. No, uh, yeah. What Smurf? Smurf was like malicious. I didn't feel scared by her or like she was a true villain. Her sexuality, not her intimidate. What's her intimidation? It's funny. So for me, Animal Kingdom was number three for me. I think. I enjoyed the show more than you. Yeah. Uh, it felt like, and I loved Entourage, but yeah. it felt like Entourage with surfboards. Yeah, it was more dramatic. To me, it's Sons of Anarchy with surfboards. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just, it was so much fun because of the jobs they would pull. And yeah, the Smurf maybe isn't the greatest yeah. character. She's no, also named Smurf. I know, but the, they have an explanation as to why her name was Smurf. No, 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 totally. So I think I enjoyed it more than you, and I think I liked that there was like four seasons yeah. to binge watch. So. It got better for me as it went on. Yeah. I will say that. So it was number three for me, and that was number, what, eight for you? Or? Yeah, nine. Nine. Okay, so number nine was Dave. For me, eight was nine one one. What's eight for you? So eight... Based in 2020, I'm going to put it under the news, right? Okay. So I have City News, CTV News, yeah, et cetera, CTV2. CNN, CB24, yeah. et cetera. But it really is like, obviously, I think outside of like Jersey Shore, right? And like, I don't even know what else we were watching, these shows that were listing. Yeah. I felt like we watch news in a very different way this year. Right. And it is just because of the climate. So like every day... We were obviously, and still doing it, getting, like, COVID number updates and, like, how City News would actually, you know, CBC, et cetera, would, you know, tell that story. Mm-hmm. Then it would also be doing, like, everything happened in the summer with, like, George Floyd murder, right? We were watching the news a lot more. But then it literally became, and then the winter, right, November hit, and it was like, I don't know, even if you didn't live in the States, everyone we know was watching the Biden-Trump election night. Right. right in November. And I think this is the thing. It's like the news has never been more important than it has this year. Right. And so I would say city news has been like everything. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I didn't think to put that on there, but I, I agree for all those reasons and more. So that was number eight. Yeah. So number seven on my list was Narcos Mexico, which I think came out back in like... Oh God, it feels like years ago. February or March, even mm-hmm. maybe before the pandemic. It and I still, I still prefer the first few seasons of narcos because you like tata (laughs) (laughs) i do like tatas uh so narcos mexico i still enjoyed it the problem with that show is there's so many characters and they take like a year and a half off that you kind of other than like felix yeah uh, and uh the main uh cop guy in the the states like i kind of forgot who everyone yeah murphy no 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 no. not murphy the other guy with the mustache god damn it scoot scoot yeah whatever I still, again, I love that the location. I mm-hmm. love the action. I don't mind the subtitles. I love how like violent it is and mm-hmm. all the craziness. So I, th- again, it's also crazy because it's real life. And I, yeah, some things are probably exaggerated, but some things aren't. And I still love. I'm a sucker for a good voiceover and all that stuff. And they have the best theme song of any show. Any show. So that was number which also played at our wedding. Yeah. So that was seven on my list. Where was it on your list? Um. So Narcos for me was number four on my oh, okay. list. Okay. And the reason being is one, I think after we watch it, I love the way Narcos is shot and color corrected. Um. Whoever does the editing for that show, I think, just does such an outstanding job. Mm. But I like got the biggest crush on Felix. Towards yeah, the you end, did, you did. Right? So much so that I followed him into a Katy Perry video. I remember right? that. For the one that got away. And then I loved that song so much. We ended up playing it with the band before, you know, music died. That's so right. then, but no, I actually really liked the season. 
Um, okay. Narcos because it was the fallout of the Kiki Camomera. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then we finally saw Scoot, who we actually liked as like a cop. Well, he was in last season too. But I didn't like him then I know, because he true. was like too weird. He didn't yeah. have like a real human story yet. That's true. Okay, so that was number seven for me. What's sem- number seven for you? So number seven for me, and I know it ranks a lot higher for oh, you. Oh boy! Is Better Call Saul on AMC. Better Call Saul for me was number two on my list. Okay, so why don't you talk about it? Um, so for me, this was every season of Better Call Saul gets better and better. It's not as good as Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad to me is still my all-time favorite show. But for a show where you know what happens to the main character, you're still, it's so suspenseful. Like there's episodes, there's one episode in particular, which is probably the best hour of TV for me, was the one where Saul and, uh, like Kim? No, what's the bald guy? Like Mike? Mike. When they're trapped in the desert, oh, which yeah. actually is a lot like the Sopranos episode we just watched, yeah. except reversed, where uh, instead of being trapped in the woods, they're trapped in the desert. And even though you know, this isn't a spoiler, Saul and Mike aren't going to die in the desert because they're both in Breaking Bad, but just the drama that's in that and then the, and mus- the music. I just, I just loved it so much. And, it, and because of characters like Kim, who aren't in Breaking Bad, she's such a strong character. And then what's mm-hmm. the guy you love? Um... The, the other lawyer. Uh, <gasps> damn it. We, we, we can't think of anything. The, the, this is my problem with this show. This is why I wasn't ranked higher. Why? Uh, damn it. What's his name? It's H-H-N-M. Hamill, Hamill. <laughs> Anyways. Hamill, Hamill, Hamill. <laughs> I just think that, it, again, it's I was gonna be shot like, beautifully. Murray, but no. it's not Murray. No, I got to pause it. Howard. <laughs> but I just love Bob Odenkirk. I love the girl who plays Kim. I love Mike. I just think it's such an awesome, even like that one guy, not Nacho, the guy who was like hunting them with the mustache. Oh, yeah. He, last season, I didn't love him, but this season, I do. And there's only one more season of Better Call Saul. I'm going to be sad when it ends just because we love the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul universe. But I just think that it's an awesome show and it's a worthy prequel to Breaking Bad and I can't wait for the new season. So that's why it's number two on my list. So it's only number seven on my list for the exact reason that we just said. We couldn't figure out Howard's name because it feels like that show takes like a year and a half off to it, make. It does. Um, I also think it got shafted. I think Kim deserved an Emmy she does. for her role. She didn't this, even get nominated. She didn't even get nominated this year. And I think, you know, just knowing how much her character went through, yeah. like between the car accident, you know, the sh- like all of it, like it, yeah. it, not to give a lot of it away, mm. but she, she was outstanding in it. Do you think she's around in the Breaking Bad universe? Or yes. Me too. I think that in the final season, they will show obviously what happens to her. Yeah. And I think she's around yeah. in the Breaking Bad universe. Okay. Well, that's number seven for you. Number two for me. Number six on my list might be higher on your list. Mm-hmm. It's a double shot of love. Woo! Where is it on yours? Um, it's number three. Double shot of love is the Jersey Shore dating spinoff show. Fuck off. All right, you, like, you, you describe it, Jen. I was going to say, you're trying to show. describe it as if you're embarrassed. It's on my list. It, it's on your list. Oh, boy. So Double Shot of Love is the outstanding dating outstanding show. dating show. For DJ Polly D and Vinny Guadagnino. And so, like you're saying it, like you're not waiting for your t-shirt to come in. Obviously, I love the keto guido. (laughs) So, basically, they team up with their exes in Vegas. Oh, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? But the girl...
girls, um, it's not about the dating as much as it's just about the hijinks, but the girls also bring three of their guy friends, the Cougines. Yeah, pool party poppy. <laughs> yeah, the Cougines. They're so awesome. And so, honestly, I feel like it's one of those shows we need to rewatch again. I'll rewatch it. But, again, like, this is where I say you guys heard my, like, love for, like, John's birthday gift with Snooki. Mm. Jersey Shore has held me together in the yes, pandemic. It has. it has bookended and, you know, sustained through all of this. This show was no different. And so DJ Polly D actually found love with Nikki. Yeah. Um, it was hilarious. It was. It was very good. At first, I hated the three Cougines. You then, didn't love them. No, yeah. not, not at now, yeah. But when they first came, did you like them? Of course now, not. We didn't know who they were. But then they grow on you and they're funny and this yeah. and that. So, I mean... Yeah, it's that's number six on my list and number three for you. But what's number six on number your list? Number six on my list was Defending Jacob. Okay, so number five, I think we have the, the same. same one. So do you want to talk about number five on our list? Yep. So one of our favorite um, late night shows that we watch is late or last week tonight with John Oliver yeah. on HBO. And so, you know, he continuously like delivers for me. And it yeah. was actually interesting in a pandemic watching how he would produce the show because... You know, you watched from the beginning as like late night talk show hosts were really only shooting on a camera. It wasn't stylized or anything. The lighting was kind of weird. They obviously had no audience. So there was no like real sound effects or production quality. Right. But he, you know, again, just was like a testament to good journalism and like comedy. I don't know. I just love his writing so much. Yeah, especially in an election year where it's just like. Just following the way he broke down the election and Trump and Biden and mm-hmm. this and that. Like, clearly, but then even COVID, he oh, broke COVID, down. Oh, all, COVID, all these things. It's just we look forward to it every week and we're sad that he won't be on until like February. February. So that's number five on my list as well as yours. Mm-hmm. And what's number four on your list? So four on my list is Narcos. Oh, number four on my list was Ozark Ooh, on Netflix. Which where, is number two on my number, list. Really? I, see, I didn't think you liked it as much as I did. So this is where I had to go back through and reanalyze our list. And so one of the things I love, because obviously we make the artwork for the best of list. And so, you know, one of the things I love doing is pulling all like the poster and imagery from the different like shows, music and different albums and formerly concerts and movies. But when I went back to take stock of like what TV shows, Jason Bateman was a huge part of 2020, <laughs> right? Like The Outsider came out. And oh, we, yeah, The we, Outsider. We kind of liked it. Honorable mention. Honorable mention to The Outsider. I liked The Outsider for sure, but um, it didn't make the list. It didn't make the list. But I think one of the things was we always think of Jason Bateman as like a romantic comedy yeah. guy. But this year I'm like, he's like the hardest working man in television. Yeah, it's true. Um, he would direct and yeah. like be in Ozark while yeah. simultaneously shooting The Outsider. And so I think the reason why I like Ozark so much was as an ensemble cast, yeah. they're outstanding. The little I, I can't remember the girl's name. I don't remember with any the curly of names. hair. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Laura Linney's outstanding yeah, yeah, in yeah. it. He's outstanding in it. Yeah. And I think like season over season, because we hadn't watched any of it, we binged all three, all seasons? three seasons in the pandemic. Yeah. To me, it was great. To yeah. me, it was what Animal Kingdom was probably to you. Yeah. Which is why it's number two on your list. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you all those reasons. It was everyone had been talking about for years. We just hadn't got into it. And then I, I also thought it was about space. That's right. So that's what, <laughs> but we watched it. I think it took a few episodes to get into it, much like Animal Kingdom. But then mm-hmm. once you get into it, yeah, all those reasons and more, that's why it's number four on my list and number mm-hmm. two on yours. So 
Uh, number three on my list was Animal Kingdom, which we talked about. And mine was Double Shot of Love for the reasons we talked about. <laughs> uh, number two for yeah, me buddy. was Better Call Saul, and two for you was Ozark. So just like albums, we also have shared the number one TV wow. show, which I think you can tee up. So what, or let's say it together at the same time. The number one show of 2020 for us was Jersey, Jersey Shore Family, Family Vacation. Vacation on MTV. TV. So I think this is the third year in a row. <laughs> it's been, I think every season it's been on, it's been your favorite show of the year. Of course it has. It's one of the only shows we tune in live for. It's true. Right? And so to me, it's also like, it's the show that just keeps on giving. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you've been lucky. I think in 2020, mm-hmm. there was maybe a month where there was no new episodes of either Jersey or Double Child Love. And when they came back in the pandemic, like, I was just as excited to show you the trailer to tell you it was back as, as I was to tell you about Snooki, just because I know how much the show means to us. And when you have a long week, a busy day, you know that that show will make you laugh. And it's just... It's the same reason we watch it, the the old episodes for like 20 minute break for lunch because it mm-hmm. just it makes you feel good. And so one of the things I love about it is like, obviously Thursdays are Jersdays for yes. us, but it's also the time like my work teammates actually know. So like Shazia <laughs> and Rob and like other teammates won't text me or won't anticipate a text yeah. back, right? If it's Thursday nights because yeah. they know it's Jersday. Yeah. It's also the time I take off my watch. Yeah. We always get fun food, yeah. right? Like we need to make fun Fetty cake one day. Yeah. But I think one of the things we love about it is that like we obviously follow these like, you know, characters on Instagram and socials, yeah. but then it's like we've grown up with them. I don't well, know. It's just funny to me. We'll talk a little bit about it more later and a lot more next week. But you're, I think they all know who you are now. Obviously. But we'll get, we'll get to that later on. So that was our top 10 TV shows of 2020. The only thing I was going to say yeah. is honorable mentions. Sure. We spoke about like the comfort food. So what I love about it, and it feels like years ago now, but it was like last Christmas over the holiday break, um, we started watching The O.C., <laughs> the OC yeah. which was amazing. And I actually wanted to rewatch it again. And you said no. <laughs> no, too soon again. Um, we obviously watched like the regular seasons of Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah, um, that was a good comfort. We watched Veep, which we never oh, actually yeah. watched before. Yeah, Veep was a new show where we got to watch all seven seasons, which was awesome over the spring and summertime. And then right now, we actually, not right now, like a month ago, we started The Sopranos. Yeah. Um, which I'm loving. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm really happy you love that show. So it's a lot of Jersey. We realize <laughs> that we're doing it when it's like we really need the Motadel. Exactly. And pass And dealing with a bunch of Stugats. Yeah. So do you want to go, you you came up with two other categories this year, because we don't have best concerts or movies. Or experiences. Or experiences. And so I think one of the things, I was like, okay, well, let's pull it in, because, you know, all of our podcast listeners have kind of heard what we've been up to over this pandemic. So I figured, you know, if we can't do concerts, let's switch out some things. So instead of concerts, we're doing best house renos of 2020. Y'all got home improvements? Let me hear the top three. So top, you were doing top three, you yes. said, right? Okay, so... Do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Let's do three and three. Okay. So I'll go first and then you... Okay. The first number three home improvement we made was putting in the very first ceiling light in the music room. Ooh. Only because it's not the fanciest thing we did. It's not even the not even a new one. We just moved it from upstairs. But to me... It was the first time we both did like wiring together. We mm-hmm. figured out how to take it down, how to safely put new wires. We also learned what nipples were because... And we had to buy them. We had to buy them. And we had to... <laughs> so it was like a first time we There's really... different size nipples. Yeah, there definitely are based on how warm <laughs> or cold it is outside. 
But I think to me, just figuring out, <laughs> it's nothing, it's not something we ever would have done before. And yeah, maybe isn't the toughest thing to do is wiring up new light fixtures. But to me, it was a pretty intimidating job. And it took us a couple hours, it took us a few days to figure it out. But once it got up, and the first time you turn the light on, like you, we were proud of ourselves. So to me, that kind of signified like, okay, we can actually do things around here. So to me, that was number three on my list was that particular first light. And now since then, we put up three or four new light fixtures. My number three, and only one because it teed off the pandemic, but also sustained us in a pandemic, was the pergola. So that was number number two on my list is the whole backyard. <laughs> well, no, it's we the pergola, the fence, the, fence, the lights. Yeah. We literally burnt our hands off yeah. in the bleach. So yeah, that to me was number two. Like to me, that was a huge, bigger job. So yeah, yeah. I think it's also like I thought about my top three house renos in the capacity of like. Even when I look at them now, they make me smile in such a different way because it's like a mini facelift to our house. To me, it's like a good return on equity for the house. But the pergola is also like, you know, for those small moments that we had outside when there was no lockdown, you're allowed to be with your bubble outside and like doing things. The pergola brought so much nighttime joy. It did. Right? With the lights on, it kind of felt like you were on vacation in a different way Mm -hmm. when there were no raccoons. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was number two on my list. So yeah. what was number two on yours? So number two on my list were the table legs. Really? And the okay. reason being was I felt like it was kind of this weird design adventure. Like you and I had never really sourced out custom table legs right. before. We also had to do a lot of like weird math right. to figure out how to attach them to the table. I also felt like the table in itself was such like a weird thing in our like yeah dining room living room area because we were like do we keep it do we get rid of it do we end up using the legs you know sean came up with the really great idea to like actually get metal or steel that legs. wasn't my idea now <laughs> right and so give credit where credit's due well, I am. and so i think one of the things i loved was we went on the field trip to like barnstonoble yes. or whatever and like got the legs in and then when you put it together finally it just it looks so beautiful and when we're watching tv and stuff now i often just you know turn to my right and look at the table legs i do the same with my wife yeah i am on your right (laughs) i'm always on your right yeah uh no that's that's a great answer and then should we go to our number ones yeah so i want to talk about my number one more next week but i'll just briefly talk about it it number one to me is the brand new smart thermostat we installed two days ago in our house and we'll talk about my thermostat we'll talk about that more next week about how that came together but to me it's changed everything and (laughs) i love the way it looks i love what it does for the house and i'm proud of how we actually put it together but because this episode is running long we'll talk about that experience next week so that's number one so number one for me was like what i equate to as a really challenging light fixture put up was the foyer light fixture so that one to me was like the first new one sure we had kind of purchased from wayfair yeah and i think the one thing with you and i is it was so high up right and it was like hard to like actually place it took a little while but we put it up and then we put it up wrong and we had to take it down and i said when we put it up i'm like oh i guarantee you because when i finally put it up Mm -hmm. it went in easy and then when you said oh no it's crooked and i agreed i'm like oh i'm not gonna be able to put it up as easy again i just knew it wasn't gonna happen and then it it wasn't easy to put up and i remember i had to cut the wire 
and then I had to strip it. We didn't have a proper stripper, and it's just like all these things. But again, once it got up there, mm-hmm. I agree, it looks fantastic. And it, it is one of those things. It's like we see it every day. It's at the front of the house. I also think it just like it's just clean. And so to me, it kind of even though there's like other small things I want to do with the kitchen area. It was like that first thing that just looked dirty. Right. And it was like one of those like 1980 light fixtures that I right. was like, I just got to change it. Yeah. And so to me, it was also kind of the reckoning of like the first really challenging thing we did together, even though I know the yeah. nipple no. <laughs> upstairs in the spare bedroom was. But yeah. that to me was number one. Awesome. And so the only thing I was going to say is honorable mentions, obviously go to Pimp My Thermostat, yeah. which we'll talk about. Your sinks. With oh the, shit! With the plumber ass, the uh, doorknobs. Yeah, the, right? yeah. I think if anything, the sink could could replace the very first ceiling light. The sink actually might be number three because again, the fact that I was under the sink like a plumber. Yeah. That was a big. That was a good one too. Uh the first week of the pandemic, painting the entire music room. <laughs> first week of the first week, yeah. like <laughs> the first day, basically, we did that. I was like, "You're gonna keep us yeah, inside." I'm like, "You got to paint the walls." You got to pace yourself. We got um, a long ways to go. What you gonna call it? The light fixture in the spare bedroom. Yeah, that one was good. And then obviously all like the facelift we gave to the balcony. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All those things. I like it. So then you also wanted to do top three moments. moments of 2020. So these are our best moments of 2020. Give me them best pandemic moments of the year. I hope it ends soon. Do I go first or do you want me to throw it down? I'll go first. Okay. So number three for me, and it was basically the first time sitting under the pergola with the lights on, which I'm calling an Italian piazza okay. with Sean and Tesla. And standing in the Vegas bedroom window, seeing down below, it just looked so cool. And that was also the night I drank everything. Um, And it was like, I just miss my friends. (laughs) So to me, that was just an awesome night because it felt, it didn't feel like we were in the pandemic anymore. It was something we would normally do Mm -hmm. is like cook an awesome dinner, hang out and drink with our friends, listen to a ton of great music. And I think we had been outside from like five Mm -hmm. to like midnight outside. Yeah, I agree. That's a great one. Mine's kind of similar. Number three for me is the St. Catharines trip. Oh, fuck. I forgot about it. <laughs> but it's the same idea. It was a bit of normalcy where we got to leave our house, go to a rental, go swimming. We got to have a couple friends over for the day safely. We got to like binge watch the entourage. We got oh, yeah. fun food. We did Barbecued barbecues. We got to ah, swim. Oh, God. Oh, oh that's just a flying. <sighs> Sorry, we had a bug incident we had to take care of down here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, St. Catharines for the same reasons that night. And that night in the backyard was going to be number three as well. Mm-hmm. But I only did St. Catharines because it was a longer experience. You Sorry, okay? I'm out of breath because I oh ran up the street. <laughs> Kill that motherfucker. All right, what's number two on your list? So number two on my list. My last two are within the last two weeks. And okay. it, it was number two is really because I think it was such like a real moment where um, obviously there are no concerts we went to this year. Which is really unfortunate. I think we wanted to go to some in February and we never did. Yeah. But John, for we mentioned for my birthday, got me tickets to see uh, Fleet Foxes yeah. live in New York City. And it, it was like it, everything to me. I started crying yeah, you did. when I opened the ticket. And I think for me, it was I never realized how much I missed seeing live music or being to experience music, like not being able mm. to play with the band, not playing a lot of music even in our own house, I mm. think. And then being part of this, like, you know, great viewing experience. You got beers like we normally would. Yeah. You got, um, we turned down the lights as if yeah. we were in a concert hall. And yeah, 
Like, it, it was everything to me. Yeah. Uh, number two for me is kind of similar, but kind of different. And it's actually, we joked about it earlier, but it's all the brand new episodes of Jersey Shore that came out this year. <laughs> for the same reason, though, is it was normalcy. And as tough as the year has been for everyone in the world, it's we're no exception. We had a really hard year, obviously. But what made it better was every Thursday when it was either Jersey Shore or Double Shot of Love, I knew no matter if we were in a bad mood or we had a bad day for that hour, mm-hmm. we were going to have fun. Yeah. And so I always looked forward to it. And like, I was so sad that when Double Shot of Love ended, I'm like, well, there's not going to be any new episodes for like a year because what are they going to do during the pandemic? And then when I found out that they had filmed it on location in this hotel, I'm like, oh, thank God, we're going to get like another three months of Jersey Shore. Like it just, and then every Thursday I knew that we always were going to have that to look forward to. And at the end of each episode, you're like, oh man, I want to be Jersey again. So (laughs) kind of a silly answer, but really not. Like it is one of those, everyone needs things to cope with during the pandemic. And to us, this was one of them. And so that brings me to my number one, yes, which was obviously being a celebrity, Hollywood, going viral. It was obviously my BFF Snooki birthday celebration. So we have to talk more about it next week. I want to go into a way bigger detail, but if you want, you can briefly tell people Yo, what kind of happened this past week. Bananas. The follow-up from John's birthday. Um, my, my birthday, your birthday. My birthday. My birthday present to you. My birthday present from John. Which was, was what? One was a shout one of them was a full-on shout out from Snooki where she she talked about our podcast she shouted out both of us she gave me tips for coping in you know a pandemic it was it was everything it was so exciting hold on here's a snippet Val Gomez what is up mama so your man John hit me up to let me know that it's your birthday so happy birthday Merry Christmas happy holidays first of all I want to shout out you and your podcast live 605 amazing there that's that's so good and I think one of the things that I love about it is guys you gotta remember I was already crying with the fleet boxes tickets like you threw me for an adrenaline roop right roop I know I did (laughs) throw you for an adrenaline roop right but I think one of the things that I love, again, it's like the thing that makes me so happy is like, and you know, you and I think alike. So even for Christmas, I got you yeah. a shirt from Vinny's Vinny, shop. Yeah, so there was like a Jersey Shore theme for sure. this year, but it, it's everything. And so next week we'll tell you about like the follow-up aftermath she, she, with Snooki. She, she knows, I think the whole Jersey Shore cast, but especially Snooki, she knows you and we got a lot of mileage out of this thing. So Come back next week to hear a crazy follow-up to what happened since we posted the mm-hmm. Snooki video and what Snooki did with us. So that's <laughs> yeah. all I'm going to say. My number one is similar. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same, but it's when I first watched the Snooki video when it came up as a text on my phone because I didn't even know if she was going to record it because she's so she has so many followers and she's so popular. But when I first saw and when I first watched in the kitchen when you were upstairs... It made me so happy because I knew how happy it was going to make you. So that, to me, was my number one moment. And then it's a tie with you actually watching the Snooki video. Totally. So then honorable mentions for best moments of 2020 are obviously, like, all of the barbecues we had in our backyard mm-hmm. with, like, a couple, like, pre, like pre-approved bubble friends. Mm-hmm. And then election night at Ferris's because <laughs> that was hilarious and ridiculous. Yeah. Cam had two TVs going. That's true. With, like, Fox News and CNN, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Beers on the balcony with you. Yeah, it's always good. Um, Polar Drive. Yeah, that was right? good. Not to be confused with Polar Drive. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the Christmas Parade for the nighttime Oh, block. wow. Yeah, that was really good. I agree with all of those and more. 
So, should we finish this off with our top 10 songs of the year? Yeah. Nope, don't agree, don't agree, don't agree. Yes, no, maybe, maybe, no, definitely not. I love it. Okay, yep, this is your best songs of 2020. These are our top 10 songs. I don't think we probably share any of the same songs. I mean, uh, maybe, no, actually, no, yeah, there's a couple. couple. There's a couple, but this will be a good chance. Uh, so. so, the only thing I'm going to say for mine is that I tried to choose songs that were very anthemic throughout the year. And, like, obviously, you know, John makes really good playlists when we do anything. Mm. So they're either songs that, you know, we had on repeat kind of thing throughout the year. And so to me, it's not just like, oh, the song came out and I thought it was cool. Right. To me, there's more of a experiential sure. kind of nod to why I like it. So then and why, it made the list. Why don't, why don't you go first with your top? We'll go back and forth. We'll trade 10, 9, 8, 7. So. Okay, so number 10 on my best songs for 2020. Mm-hmm. I already called it out as part of best albums, but Jeff Tweedy's Guess Again. To okay. me, this was one of the perfect songs to tee off the fall. It was kind of like everything started changing colors outside. You know, the air became crisp. I love fashion in autumn and whatnot, but it was like the perfect autumn album so here let's let's give it a little quick preview this is guess again the song also sounds like it could might as well be on like yankee foxtrot i like it very pretty yeah that's perfect fall winter album i agree what about you <laughs> uh, completely different. Mine is uh, "Running" by Twenty One Savage featuring Metro <laughs> Booming. I think you you like some Twenty One Savage. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Twenty One. Song about my life. Exactly. <laughs> so Savage. This comes from the album Sav- Savage Mode Two, and basically this album is all like horrorcore, which I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of. Which is like you know take Friday the Thirteenth music and just make it into like dark scary rap shit but to me this album is just like one of the best beats of the whole year and it just motivate like it makes you want to get into like a fight and go driving somewhere but which is exactly the i know i know i don't want to do that at all but just like here's just a preview of it oh yeah this one yeah yeah, I just it gets me motivated to go not fight, but I should have said to go work out and stuff. Why wouldn't you say to go running? <laughs> so. That too, that too. So I love that song, uh, very, very, very much. So, so, so that's number ten. Number nine on my best songs for twenty twenty is Jesse Ware's Spotlight off Ooh, What's Your Pleasure. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not on my top nine or top ten, but. What is it about that song that you like? Um, I wickedly love the, uh, what you call it, the break in the chorus, if you can get to it. Sure, one sec. So you want me to play a preview? Yeah. Here. goes melodic and you don't think it would because the whole chorus is so positive it's the drop from it being positive to negative that i love no i agree with you i think i love that song and uh you could choose any song from that album it's fantastic number nine for me is a song i've been waiting to come out for a couple years Mm. it's actually a song called xeno by guster (laughs) and so guster put out a three-song ep this year called xeno mountain 
And basically on Instagram two years ago when they were making um, their newest album, uh, Look, Ali- Look Alive, okay. when it came out last year, they didn't, They sorry, when they were making that album, they posted a preview of a song of them recording it in the studio and, they, and it was called Recording Zeno. And I'm like, oh my God, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard. And I was looking forward to it coming out on the album, never came out. And then I think I tweeted them once, like, "Oh, you guys have to put out Zeno." And they said they actually wrote back and said it'll be on uh, cool. an upcoming rarities or a, or a B-side album. And when I saw that they dropped the three-song uh, EP and that it was called Zeno album, I knew the song would be on there, and it came out, and I loved it. So I love the whole song, but what I love is when it breaks down at the end, and it's just like the guitar part. So I'll play you a quick little preview. Um, this this part right here. So that's that's just I just It's so sad. We saw Guster last January at the yeah, Mod Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now the Mod Club is closed. Now the Mod Club is closed. But yeah, I love that song. Love love that band obviously and their album is actually up next to our record player right now. So that was number 9 for me and what is I'm sure our eights are going to be wildly different too. Yeah, so number eight for me was part of John's best album list. Mm. It's Theopolis London's <laughs> Only You. Okay. And the reason being is that this song or like band, I guess, this artist. No, it's artist. Yeah, this artist to me is like one of the artists of the summer. Like I remember when you started adding this, Cuba, yeah. like a bunch of songs off, yeah. baby. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, to our like summer driving playlist and yeah. so to me it, it's quintessentially aligned to hanging out in our backyard going on road trips hanging out on the balcony yeah. you know etc and it features it's one of the songs that features tame impala oh yeah so this yeah great song i love it for all those reasons mm-hmm. here's a little preview of the song If Lionel Richie came out today, <laughs> you don't like Lionel Richie. I, I know. If he came out today, I might. I feel like you don't like Hello. Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder. Oh, oh I don't God. like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, this song instantly makes me think of the summertime. So I agree. So my next artist was actually featured on this album. Uh, you won't like it, though. No. It is the song Flex Up by Little Yachty, and it features Future and Playboy Cardi. <laughs> and it's actually. Uh, was on a deluxe album of Little Boats 3. It's Little Boats 3.5 album. And then again, this song is up there with Running as like, I put this on every time I work out. And I love the beat. It's actually similar to Running because it's just like they repeat the chorus yeah. instead of Running. Running, it's flex up, flex up, flex up. <laughs> uh, so it's just chaotic. It's fun. It's crazy. It's like, to me, it's what I love about new school rap music. So here's just a little preview of it. Big bands. Whoa, whoa. Flex up. Stretch out. Big bands. I'm a sucker for a hard-hitting 
beat uh, to me. So as soon as I heard that, I just want to kick some shit and go on the air bike. <laughs> so that was number eight for me, Little Yachty featuring Future and Playboy Cardi with Flex Up. So number seven for me, yeah. um, we both had actually Run the Jewels, but two Ooh. different songs. So I think your version might actually be our band of the week. So I won't play it now. Okay. But if you want to talk about yeah. why you love that song. So my favorite song of RTJ4 is Just, which Ooh. features Pharrell and Zach De La Roche yeah. from um, uh, Rage, Against, Rage the Against the Machine. And so to the reason why I love it is because I always feel like Run the Jewels has an awesome lead introduction to a song before it like yeah. breaks off. So this one is like awesome because it's like Done. mastered economics because uh, yeah, it's looking like a squalor. Swag. Sl- slave. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think one of the things I love it is then it's like, look at all these slave masters. And then it like breaks off. And I and love it. it. And I don't know. And it, uh, it's yeah. so good. I just love it. It's so good. So basically, we, we realized both of our number one songs of the years we've already made as songs yeah. of the week. So we discussed it. And we we're going to go with just as our song of the week or song of the year at the very end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll play that afterwards. But my favorite song from their album, which is also number seven on my list, is Out of Sight featuring mm-hmm. 2 Chains. And again, obviously, I love 2 Chains. love Run the Jewels. Sucker for a good beat. It's actually that beat from Out of Sight was originally sampled from a DOC song back in the early 90s. So I knew the beat, but they kind of reworked and made it their own. And I just, I love the lyrics. There's a, my favorite line on it's from 2 Chains where he says, I'll buy a hot dog stand if I'm trying to be frank. But here, (laughs) here, here's just a preview of what the song sounds like. To me, this is a song to go drive around to. Like, I wish we had a convertible top down, hydraulics, hydraulics, bouncing that shit up and down. So, I think Run the Jewels can do no wrong. And I can't. They're one of the albums I got you for Christmas. We're going to listen to it tonight when we make dinner. Amaze. So that was number seven on our list. What is number six for so, you? So number six on our list, um, again, dropped a new album this year. For me, it is Future Islands for sure. And this is off the 2020 album, As Long As You Are. And so the reason being is this song for sure sounds like it could have been like <laughs> from like a fucking album like three years ago. It's amazing. Um, it just feels like fun summer. I don't know. I I agree. This is probably my favorite song from their album. And I struggled not to put their album or even the song on my list just because there are so many good ones. But Future Islands, they'll always have a soft spot in my heart. And I agree with you. This sounds like (laughs) classic Future Islands. And here's a little preview for everyone. I realize I'll have to make an Apple Music playlist of our top 10 songs each and we can listen to them later. Yeah, you should post that on things so people can download it. Okay, well, if you go on Apple, how do people find my playlist on Apple Music? You can share a link to it in your WordPress. All right, well, you tell me how to do that (laughs) after and I'll do that. Awesome. And then what's your call? I got to do mine, number six. Gee, you're trying to jump the gun gun here. So mine is actually from the album, uh, from the group... Group Love. Uh, group Love. Sorry, I was trying to find it. For some reason, it named it all weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, the new Group Love album, which is called Healer, came out this year. And we love the song Deleter, which I used for a, a video yeah. we did. But I remember being in bed one day just on YouTube 
and then they had a new video for the song Youth by Group Love. And I hadn't heard it yet. And I listened to it and watched the video. I'm like, oh, this is just a perfect. Mm-hmm. To me, this is the definition of a perfect song. Uh, it makes you feel stuff. It feel, yeah, just here. Makes you feel tough? No, it makes you feel stuff. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not what good kind with of words. stuff? Emotions. <laughs> I think it's the chorus I love yeah. so much. Some, do you ever listen to songs and be like, oh, I wish I wrote that. I wish I was singing this it. This is like, the one you wish? Well, this is one of them. I, I hear this song. I'm like, oh, I wish I made this song. Oh, cool. So that's number six on my list, Youth by Group Love. <laughs> so what's number five on yours? So number five on mine, which is from the top album of the year, is Fleet Foxes' A Long Way Past the Past. Perfect. Um, th- This song is just like, I don't know. It's like a story. It's It's killer. It's so... Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of goes all over the place, which I love too. It comes right out of the gate, almost yeah. mid-song. Yeah, what it feels yeah, like, true. which I like. Um, play a little. Yeah, how can you not like that instantly? It's amazing. And then yeah, he just kind of goes right into it. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Ah. Saboteur! Ah. Drop the phone on Drop me! The- how am I sabotaging? This is my favorite album of the year. <laughs> I did drop the phone though. Let's just get to the chorus. Yeah, that's, it's a it's a absolute perfect song, and and uh, I completely agree with you. The one thing I love about this album we never said is like unlike Crack Up and the previous one. Yeah. This one actually, the titles of the songs are normal words. Most of them, <laughs> yeah. not all of them. <laughs> so that's my only thing with Fleet Foxes it's is like Matsupuzi. Yeah, I, it's just I don't know what half the words are that they say yeah. in their titles. I feel like we share this. Uh, my number five song you have on your list. Yeah. It's actually Quitting You by R. Kells. Yeah. Where is it on your list? Number two. Number two. This is, again, it's a perfect pandemic song. And I think mm-hmm. they made this album, Campfire Chords, to be played in the next to a campfire with your friends on an acoustic guitar. And this is just, it's such like a simplistic song, but it's not. Like, clearly, it's very complex. Like, I'm sure, mm-hmm. like, the chords and everything is like, but it sounds so easy and simple. And, like, it's a, it's a, very beautiful song, in my opinion. Yeah. I, okay, so I have a, like, a, a hate love, mainly love, but a sad love, I think, for this song now. Okay. Because when I, I remember when you're like, do you want to hear a new song yeah, that came out? Yeah, I, I remember that and day, too. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's so pretty. I love it. And then you also made Campfire Chords, acoustic songs that we used to listen to on the balcony, yeah. and this was it. And, like, you know, Arkells holds such a special place in our heart. Obviously. Like, go back and listen to season 19 for the wedding. Like, they were all over that. You, you became friends. Just became like friends with Snooki, you're friends with... Friends with, with Tony from uh, the Arkells. When this song dropped, especially because we had seen them in concert and met them, you know, in person and, like, worked with them and stuff, it's like, you know, when the song came out, I was so... I loved it. The video came out. I loved that, yeah. too. 
But then I got so sad because I was like, oh, fuck, you know, we're not going to do anything yeah, I know. with them. One of the cool things was friends of the podcast, Adam Holman, who's cottage coach. He actually got to play quitting you with max from the arcade awesome and i also had the weirdest dream where i was actually dating max from the arcade oh, there you go remember and you and yeah. ferris brother sister were at our concert <laughs> yeah you guys would make a good couple i think so well here's a bit of the song which uh i love and i would listen to every day if i could quintessentially reminds you of the summer yeah too, to me to be honest like it's a sing song like you sing along with it but it smells like fire yes. obviously it's campfire yes. chords well i'm glad you have your sense of smell thank god in this day and age <laughs> yeah all right so that was five for me two for you what mm-hmm. is you already said your number five right uh flea foxes yeah, yeah so what's number four for you so number four for me is tame impala's breathe deeper nice you can't go wrong with any song from this album. What, what was it about this that was your favorite song from? So we said it earlier when we were talking about the best albums um, for Tame Impala. They had dropped Borderline and Patience before. Mm-hmm. And so we obviously had listened to that one. There's like other really great songs on here. But there's something about this song to me that feels like it's it breathes. Like the sounds corny, but no. it like it breathes in a different way on the album. Like I feel like. The pacing of it is really well, and I just like how it comes right out of the gate. Yeah, I was going to say, my, I was just going to say it's instant. Yeah. You instantly hear it, and it's perfect. And I'm just going to play the first 20 seconds, and you tell me if it's not a perfect yeah. song. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like it starts mid-song, yeah, which I love it. This part. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a perfect song. Uh, that's all I can say about that. Uh, so my next song on the list is mm. actually uh, so number four. It's Desolée by Gorillaz. <laughs> I think I was a little disappointed with the Gorillaz album. If I'm being Why? perfectly honest, which well didn't make either of our lists. No, but I don't like the gorillas as much or gorillas yeah. as much as you do. And if I had to choose a song off here, I liked Aries more. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think gorillas, I love I love them, yeah, more than you do. I think I, I love the songs I love in this album. I love the songs I don't love are just meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this song, when the day it came out, I think I've listened to this song every day since it came out. And really? Yeah. I Jesus. love that it's it's like... Wor- this off Song Machine? Song Machine. It's like worldly. It, it features someone <laughs> named... No, but it, what I mean is like... The girl Fatoma, whatever, mm-hmm. like she's a an African artist. Like she just like it's it's a worldly song. It yeah, doesn't Gorillaz sound like, is good with that. Though, yeah. Right? So here's here, I'm gonna play the breakdown at the end for everyone. When she starts to sing. Quickly, let me yeah. just find your text message. Oh boy, what did I what did I text now? No, no, no. So, isn't Gorillas mm. the lead singer of Blur? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yesterday we watched an episode of The Sopranos called Pine Barrens. We did. And what was uh, Anthony AJ Soprano watching? What was that? It was a music video of Blur. That's right. What song was it? Ah, uh, fuck, I forget Is it. Is it Coffee and TV? Yeah. Is that, so this, yeah, we were watching Sopranos. I'm like, I actually do like this song. Totally. And let's, let's just listen to it. This isn't on any list, but. <laughs> but the music video is like an, um, what you're going to call it, like a cartoon milk carton. Right. With like a one ad on it. Yeah. All right, well, that was number four on my list. What is number three on yours? So number three on my list is I.E. or A.I.A. No, no, it's A. A. Mac Miller. Okay. Um, so this came out as a single. Um, mm-hmm. And when we listened to it, I was like, oh, again, like, I'm like, damn it. Like, how have I never seen this man, like, play live before? It was, why is all your songs all weird? Uh, that doesn't matter why it's all weird right now. Okay. Um yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. Okay, so anyway, so... I, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, anyways, you were saying? Um, what you're in college. So this song is... I think of it as, like, a standalone anthem. I thought it was great. It got me, like, super revved to, like, listen to more Mac Miller, to be honest. And I think that I went down a whole of his catalog while I was working one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is A. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a perfect nighttime song. It is. Right? Like getting ready to party. Watch when it good i love it that's perfect so good uh what's your number no, my three. number three so this is actually fleet foxes Ooh. uh again any one of their songs could have been on this list for me uh but number three for me uh third favorite song of the year is Sunblind by mm. fleet foxes it's a perfect song and that's all i have to say and here's a preview of it This is the best part. It's so good. Yeah, I also like they put out a music video. It's basically just him, like, home video style, like, driving a car, like, recording in the studio. And it just made me, like, long for those days of, like, you know, back in the 80s with, like, a home video camera, just people, like, having fun. So You were five at the I'm just the What I'm saying is, don't you remember <laughs> parties and events when people would bring out the big camera instead of their phone? And, like, it was just uh, okay. part of the experience was just, like, watching home videos is what oh, I should I have said. Yes, I realized I was five in the <laughs> 80s. I, <laughs> you had to bust my chops. Okay. Uh, wait, Number- can I ask you a question? Eh. What was your Tame Impala song again? 
Breathe deeper. Oh shit, that was my number two song. Oh. Wait, wait, does it say? Three foxes. Uh, no, that, oh, yeah, that was mine. Breathe deeper. We actually had the same Tame. I thought I had a different Tame Impala no. song. All right, so that was my number two song. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I had a different one, but. Um, so my number two song was Arkell's Quitting You for all of the reasons said already. Okay, my number two is actually Breathe Deeper by Tame Impala. <laughs> so do you want to go first with your number one song of the year? Sure. So number one, and for me, even though this album did not come on my top 10 best albums of 2020 the killers put out a new album mirage i believe yeah. it was called or living in the mirage something like that something um and there were two songs that i feel like were anthems as part of the summer that got released caution which yeah. i liked yeah but then fire and bone came out yeah you love fire and, and fire bone. and bone to me i remember distinctly sitting in our 1970s folding uh-huh. chair Right? <laughs> in the backyard with a beer with the torches on. Yeah. Right? With the pergola lights on and listening to it, I'm like, this song will forever, you know, just remind me of the summer. Yeah. And it was like, it, it's the perfect blend of killers anthemic songs. I don't know. There's something about it that gets me excited. It weirdly reminds me of the election somehow. There's yeah. a line in it, I yeah. think, about Trump yeah. or something. I think so. It's the Bigly, bigly yeah. yeah line. And so, I don't know. It, it gets me going. I love that song. Sure. Do you want to listen to some of yeah. it? Yeah, I like I like all the different layers to the songs too. Like there's acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. electric guitar, synths, all these things. One of the things to check out, like obviously this album is actually really good. I like my God on there, like the chorus of that. There's a really good female singer on that song too, and it's outstanding. But I was gonna say is check out does it Sound Exploder on Netflix? Yeah, Sound Exploder. Uh, song Exploder. Song Exploder. That's what I said. Sound you said Sound Exploder. Oh, I think I I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. Stop yelling at me in 2021. All right. Um, Anyway, check out Song Exploder on Netflix. Uh, Even though it's not my favorite, it's probably my least favorite song by The Killers. Oh, hipster. Oh, boy. What the fuck is it called again? I don't even like this one. Oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, The I Met Jesus line. Yeah, it's the Jesus. Jesus. That's all we know. Uh, The Jesus song. Why can't we think of anything today? Oh, Sam's Town. <laughs> Sam's Town. Yeah. Uh, when you were young. When you were young, the killers talk through the actual composition Ma- of yeah. that song, the making of it, and it's really good. Like, Brandon Flowers, for as schmaltzy as you may think he is, does a really good job. E- each of the bandmates bring, like, obviously something to the table, but it also helps put a new light on Vegas, which I thought yeah. was cool. I like it. So just like how Jersey Shore has been your number one show for oh, two, God. three years. Uh, can you not... This is my top 10 list and oh, okay. not yours. Last year, my number one song was Suge by DaBaby. This year, my number one song is Pick Up by DaBaby featuring Quavo of the Migos. You just want to keep saying baby or baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, the baby just makes me feel good. I don't know what it is. 
Don't say that out loud. No, not. <laughs> I don't like little baby. Little baby's probably bigger, but I like the baby. The uh, baby. The the music video to me is also the best music video of the year, where he filmed it like um, vertically just for Instagram. Yeah. And I showed it to you, and I wanted to recreate it here in, in the house because it's just so funny. Mm-hmm. To me, this is a perfect rap song it's just it's fun it's funny the beat is great it's got a a verse from Quavo of the Migos and it makes me feel good and it makes me want to work out and it just (laughs) I like rap music because it makes me feel good run it (laughs) (laughs) so this again I love just the bad words he says in it uh it's just a bad words John just like the b word and I don't know it's you just, can't say bitch. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I don't want. What am I supposed like to say in this day? Times already. So this is my number one song of the year. It's "Pick Up" by the Baby. Let's go. Oops. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what it the reason why i like it is the music video and so i i implore you to all go yes i pulled that one out of my asshole Okay. Go. He has two. <laughs> I ask you to go to YouTube and type in the baby pickup Instagram mm-hmm. video, and it's, it's the video is what makes it. Mm-hmm. But I'm allowed to like the uh, the video, I think, right? Or you can implore someone, aka beg them. Yeah, that's what I. That's why I said implore. Desperately to do. Something. That's what I was doing. Makes you think most when you pull out words you never say. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I gotta keep them in my hip pocket. Hip-hop-a-pocket. Is there anything else you want to talk about this week, or do you want to end this bullshit? No, I just have one last thing to say. So if you go to the cover art for uh, the Best Of poster, the one thing I realized um, before I threw in all of the TV or movie, there was a very obvious theme of all 2020 album cover art that was happening. And so the weird thing was there were all these, like, really undersaturated um, cover arts that Mm. took advantage of the color choice was hot pink. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's hot pink Run and the red. Jewels, Miley Cyrus, Tame Impala, Justin Bieber. Tam- yeah, like... Bachelor. Even uh, The Weeknd, obviously. I know that was a big thing this year. Yeah. But it's like these very filtered, kind of like blurred out with pops of pink and red. And yeah. so I was like... Sam Roberts. Totally. And so I think that the weird thing was, you know, the only album that felt a bit different mm. was... Um, where the fuck was it? Uh, even chain gang is red overtones totally um so it was just it was just interesting to me because then when finally i pulled up gorillas song machine yeah gorillas is like green green yeah yeah top right there and clean green and clean that's it that's it uh so that's it for the best of 2020 podcast Mm -hmm. you can go to our wordpress and you will find the detailed list there. And you're going to show me how to do a hyperlink or something. Yeah. So you can actually download it on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Our playlist. It's our top 20 songs of the year. Uh, let us know what your top 20 or top 10 songs or albums or TV shows are. Mm-hmm. And we'll post those as well. And let us know if you, if you agree or disagree or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then next week, come back because we have a couple crazy snooky updates. 
Uh, you guys are definitely friends. She's done a whole lot with us. There's some exciting <laughs> things to talk about. Yeah. And well, then, yeah. I guess we'll keep on talking about the rest of our, you know, Christmas holiday break. So no shortage of fun activities there as well. And then, yeah, we might have some other squad casts in the mix. That's true. We're going to start setting those up. we got to start messaging people. But um, so what do you want the band of the week to be? We, we've already done Fire and Bone and Baby, mm-hmm. So we agreed on RTJ. Yep. So you want to do which one? Just Featuring Pharrell and, and Zach, Zach Delaroche. So why don't we get into it? This is the song of the year by Run the Jewels. Mm. And it is just. All the ways to get in contact with our ass is Facebook and Instagram.com slash live605. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malenkamp. I'm Val Gomez23 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so exactly. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. Be easy. Enjoy the new year. Be another clock. All right. Been it time, I'm on mine, I be minding mine Every time, on my grind, I'm just trying to shine Make a dollar, government, they want a dozen dimes The petty kind might kill you cause they see you shine I done had to have a talk with myself plenty times Am I a hypocrite cause I know I did plenty crime I get broke too many times, I might slay some pines You believe corporations running marijuana Ran by a casino on a pedophile sponsor, all these fucking racist bastards. And I told you once before that you should kill your master. Now that's the line that's probably gonna get my ass up. Master of these politics, you swear that you got options, right? Master of opinion, cause you vote with the white collar. The 13th Amendment says that slavery's abolished. Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. Confucius Man, you better thug out. Get the bag and the bug out. Uh. Try to run home, you might run your luck out. Just when your base is loaded, they'll roll a grenade in the dugout. Earth folk, not a mellow bunch. We got our thumbs in the air like hella bust. Uh, Look at who we done blessed with our trust. I don't think we'll be left for too much. Hand on my heart, on my mind, on my drugs. Got a vodka punch for your Atlas shrug. Love or not love, it's just that dumb. Lord, sweet Buddha, please make me numb. Rain bounce off walls like a city in Roomba. Just found out it's created stupid. Lit by the super moon or too lucid. Plus, got shrooms in the blood, I'm zooming. BB, Richie, this is New York City. The X on the map with a pain keep hitting. Just us ducks here sitting. We're murderous Choco cops still earning a living. Funny how some say money don't matter. That's rich now, in it? Get it? Comedy. Try to sell pockets. Supposed to get food, get killed. It's not an anomaly. Hey, it's just Master money. Master economics, cause you took money. yourself from squalor. Right. Master academics, cause your grace said you were scholars. Right. Master Instagram, cause you can instigate a follow. Yeah. Look at all these slave masters. Yeah, yeah. Let it sink in. 2020, on the map. Raw one cut in my hourglass. Don't watch it spill to the bottom half. You see the piece now running fast. On the tarmac, get a starter jack. C4 when I run it back. Like a track star on a fucking lap. Nah, like when it's still cash. Clean look, poor pugilist. A shooter's view is a brutal flick. Too rude for you rudiments. Who convinced you? You can move against the crew in this. Coming up through the fence. Offshore on a port of prince. Overture left his fingerprints on the hearts of the gate in the world. Reckoning, quick like a pace of a verse So a question 